my name is Michael Bozzi. Welcome to my podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing, where I try to teach you the soft touch marketing techniques that I use not only in my own business, but also as a practitioner serving clients and teaching them how to do content strategy too. I'm in the middle of a series right now, which is called the Starting a Business series, which is about taking you through the process that I used to build my own business just as a case example so that, you know, you can avoid the pitfalls and the hazards and whatever. You know, a lot of people were really nice to me when I was first starting out, gave me lots of good advice, helped me a great deal, and this is sort of my way to pay it forward. And today's topic is fear. Fear is something that gets in the way of a lot of things that we do. I would say often it's the single biggest thing that can get in the way of Well, not just starting your business, but of making progress, of trying new things. And look, if you are going to start and run your own business and be successful at it, you have to try new things. You have to be doing this all the time. It's a central tenet of content marketing, for instance, where you want to be constantly trying out new things in a controlled way, change a variable, whether it's timing, message, a headline, doing an A-B test, learning from it, and then iterating. And you constantly need new ideas to be pushing out there. You can't fall into a rut or get stuck on things or keep doing things the way that, that, that you always did. You have to be trying new things. And, and fear can get in the way of that. So what I want to talk about today is how to quell that voice in your head that just won't shut up, right, that makes you hesitate and stop Uh, before making uh, forward progress. As I say often, I like to urge a bias towards action. Do something. It's not to say embrace the chaos and jump into anything. You have to learn how to say no, how to be selective, how to do things in a very smart, controlled manner. However, you want to do something. You don't want to get stuck in indecision. And in my path... I started out scared. And look, now that's not a worry for me. And I don't mean to say that I got it all figured out. I still make tons of mistakes and whatever, but but I'm not fearful anymore. I'm not scared anymore. And I'll tell you what, it makes me more confident in what I do, not just in client acquisition and selling myself, but in the actual work that I do for my clients too. I feel like if you approach this with a measure of confidence... It allows you to say no. It allows you to not just yes a client or a customer, just tell them what they want to hear. I feel like when people are paying me, they're paying me for my honest advice, my honest opinion, even if it's what they don't want to hear. Sometimes that's way more valuable than someone who is a friend or a partner or a family member who is just saying, look, you're doing great. Everything's good. And not to say that you don't want encouragement. Of course you do. But you also want a realistic view of your business, uh, and that's what I offer. And in your business, that's likely to be the same thing, right? You're trying to solve problems for people, and that starts with an honest assessment, an honest view, and maybe you can offer that. So let's take a moment to look at that fear and the steps that you need to take and the patience that you need to have to make it disappear. At some point in running your new business, 
the fear that you have of trying to find clients or customers, that fear will disappear. It really will. It may not seem that if you're brand new to this and everything seems scary, but it will. The advice that was given to me when I first started my business was that was going to take about 18 months. And you know what? That was about right. And I've heard this over and over again. I experienced it myself. So I'm here to tell you today, it will disappear, but you're going to have to give it time and you're going to have to sort of live through this scary period until about 16, 17, 18 months. Can you live with that? Okay, great. For me, I remember the first day that the fear started to disappear for me. And that was when I said no to a prospective client. The basics of this are a client came to me. He had lots of great content, was going to be fun to work with. The topic was excellent. He was garnering some attention with some celebrities and whatever. This could have been really, really good for my career. Delicious content that he had and a lot of connections, right? This could have been great for my new business. But the problem was, I didn't really like this guy. And I remember in talking with my wife about it, she very wisely said, you know, look, if you're working with someone very closely, day after day, is this someone you want to spend all that time with? And the answer was pretty clear to me, which was no. So I said no. The power of no is absolutely amazing. Now, look, early in my business, there's no doubt I would have said yes to this, right? I needed clients, I needed to feed my business, I probably would have taken a client that was not the right match for me because that's what you do early on. But you get a little bit more established, build up your reputation, and now all of a sudden you're in a position of power, right? Now you can start to say no to folks and it is very empowering. And the reason that I could do that is because I just felt I can go out and get another client. It doesn't have to be this person. It doesn't have to be this mismatch that I just take because I need a client. Not just any client will do, right? It's kind of a hiring process. That's the way that I look at it. It's when you are picking customers and it is a selection process, you don't take every customer. When you are picking customers, it's like you're hiring someone. This is someone that you're gonna spend a lot of time with, whether you're a consulting business, or whether it's someone who you're gonna to have to service in your product or your app or whatever it is in your business. You're going to have a long-term relationship. Is this the right person that you want involved? It, it, you gotta think of it kind of like a hiring decision because it's almost as important. And for me, I knew that I could get other clients now. I had the confidence to do, do this. I don't know where that came from. I'm sure it wasn't all at once, but I just felt like, look, it was building up a set of content and people were coming to me. I wasn't doing any more cold calling or I didn't have to do so much networking. I was getting content out there, providing value to people and a small percentage of them come back and say, hey, Michael, uh, this is great on your blog or your podcast, but can you help me directly one-on-one -on -one with this particular issue that I'm having, either with you know, a writing project or uh, refactoring a website or doing SEO or whatever it is, whatever the project is. One-on-one -on -one help is what they would come to me for. All this for me came from producing good content, providing value to my audience. All of it came from that. When you do this, you take the posture of expertise. 
It's based in reality. It's based on the things that you do. I consider myself a practitioner, someone who's using this stuff every, every single day and then going and teaching it to others via my blog, my podcast. When, when you do that, people are going to come to see you as the expert, as someone who has you know, gone through the process, learned it, is interacting with it, making the mistakes, doing that every day and learning about it. And you will become the expert and you will seem to others as the expert. And here's the thing, when that happens, remember, it's going to take a while. It's not going to happen in six blog posts or 12 blog posts. You really have to get in there and be very, very patient, persistent, and consistent as well. But people are going to start to come to you. They're going to want to be associated with you because you are the expert. You're the one who's putting stuff out there. And I can't emphasize that enough. You may not feel like you're someone who can write. Okay, why not, right? I feel like I'm a good writer, but you probably are too. And if you don't feel like you are, maybe you're good at, I don't know, producing videos. Maybe you're good at public speaking so you can get on a video. Maybe you can do a podcast. Maybe you're good at explaining something, uh, but you're not so good at writing. Or you can hire writing help. People do that for me all the time. So when, when you do this, just remember, it has to be your voice. So whomever you hire to help you produce this, to help you write, just remember, it's going to be your voice. It's you as your brand. So whomever that you hire, just make sure that he or she really, really understands that. But people will want to be associated with you. They will start to come to you. They will start to ask. And you'll find, and this is the crazy thing, that you don't need to be doing any more direct outreach. People will flow back to you because they see what you're putting out there, your ideas. They come to trust you, and they'll start coming to you. And this is certainly the way that this has happened for me. Everything that I've gotten in my career, in my business, is because of my writing. Any of the things that I've done in the way of speaking or uh, any sort of uh, guest posts or even teaching the college course that I do at Emerson College, these were offered to me because of my writing and the ideas that I put out there. And you can do this too. As I said in episode number 100 of my podcast, I am not special, right? We all start from the same place. At one point, I was not a good writer. I was not a good blogger. We all start from the same place. So you can do this too. If I can do it, you can as well. Again, all it takes is persistence and consistency and a lot of patience. So even though you feel like it's scary now in the first days of your business, the fear will disappear. Trust me and then go ask other people who have done it as well. They'll say the same thing. The fear will start to disappear. It may take that full 18 months. If you can live through that, excellent. You're going to make it. Now, for those of you who might be thinking, oh my God, 18 months, how am I going to wait that long? I can say from experience, this goes by a lot faster than you think. As long as you can get up and running, be making some money, be making forward progress towards your goals as a business, 
it goes by fast. I mean, I'm in year five of my business and it feels like I started it yesterday. I mean, it's just so rapid. Uh, and it's the, look, it's the thing that I love about running my own thing. I felt that the corporate world was incredibly slow and doing what I do now and my startup experience, things move quickly. And I love that. I embrace that. And you probably do too, if you're running your own business. And, you know, if you're thinking of starting your own business, like, I hope that you really like that too, because that's an important component. All right, excellent. I think I'll stop there. And uh, just as a reminder, I have a video version of this series in the form of an online course on my site. You can find it at controlmousemedia.com slash courses, along with the other courses that I offer. And uh, sign up. You know, there's also some worksheets, templates, checklists, all these things that I use in my own content strategy, and I hope that you'll find that to be helpful, all packaged up, uh, not in podcast form, but in video form with everything assembled there. So I hope that you find that to be helpful. All right, I'll see you on the next episode, and thank you, as always, for your attention. I really appreciate it.